stay away oh, I said Hand off his box A box of chocolates Would I eat Them anyway Cause Every time I have Half a mind to leave you Babe That means I have Half a mind to stay it's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike. And Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food every Thursday evening at 6.30. And today I'm here to defend the lowly taco. I know it's been getting a lot of threats on the street lately. There have been some crime reports. But I'm here to defend the taco and its dignity on this show. And there are some fellows in Ann Arbor who have been uh, doing that very same thing. And I'd like to bring that to your attention in just a moment tacos. Remember that. In the meantime, we're going to go to our Olympic correspondent in the Camden Town neighborhood of London, where we've had our competitions today. We've had the uh, Olympic Marco Polo, men's Marco Polo. We've had the uh, women's Red Rover. Red Rover, Red Rover, send Italy on over. You know that one. That's a good one. And then the the co-ed 52 pickup. These have been very exciting games. And we're on now to the round, the the semi-final, quadro-final semi-round of the food reference bingo. Our correspondent in London, Mr. Suggs from Madness, assisted by his teammates Sly and Robbie, will be presenting to you the following song. Your goal is to get as many food references as possible. Remember, this is in the British language, so be ready for it, okay? And they're off! Tourists and they're coming down the street Please there's punch for brand new Dr. Martin's on their feet Pastels of leather jackets Old bric-a-brac Indians and glasses Or a Chinese bubble hat Tramps stare in the window Where the local butcher shop Like a pack of wild dogs They run off with the lot And Primozilla an angry man His hair standing on end Shouts and rants in the ear Of his imaginary friend In Camden Town I'll meet you by the underground In Camden Town Sending hot dogs in the air towards a broken down bus But the people going nowhere String of Irish pubs, far as you can see Greek, Indian, Chinese, or would you like a cup of tea? There's tapas, francas, alcohol, tobaccas, bongs, bongo, bingo Portuguese, maracas, says reggae in the jiggy Music everywhere, every kind of song And those madness in the air in Camden Town I'll meet you by the underground
Clinton to the way of this Turkish kick designer Fake father dressed as nuns Every kind of music and the night has just begun in Camden Town I'll meet you by the underground In Camden Town we walk there as the sun goes down Thank you, Suggs, our correspondent in London, in Camden Town. The Olympic Food Reference Bingo Competition, how did you do? Did well? That's great. I'm going to just read off the results here, the uh, food references made in that song. We had a butcher shop, perhaps you got that one, hot dogs, very important, tapas, tapas, as he pronounced it, I think tapas, as I would say, but remember, he's speaking British, alcohol, you know, of course, and Turkish cakes. And the verse that says it all, a string of Irish pubs, as far as you can see, Greek, Indian, Chinese, or would you like a cup of tea? See, it's all there. Thank you, Suggs, and Sly and Robbie. And this is Pandora's Lunchbox. Back to the U.S. now, back to Ann Arbor specifically. We are defending the lowly taco. The lowly taco that is underappreciated. It's just eaten so quickly. And who appreciates, who takes the time to really appreciate a taco? They're kind of small, right? They're quick to eat, but no, you see, let me tell you something. So this fella has started a restaurant, him and his wife. Uh, Mr. Adrian Iraula and his wife Lori have started Cellas at 683 South Maple Road in Ann Arbor, and I was interested to find out his philosophy of food. It's on the corner of Maple and Liberty. That's between a party store and a barber shop in that mini mall over there. So the owner is Adrian and his wife Lori. I spoke to Adrian, and oh, I should mention they're about to open a second restaurant already. The first one just opened a few months ago. They're going to open a second restaurant at Stone Plaza at Ellsworth and Stone School. But going way farther back than the current new restaurant coming up and the one that opened about three months ago, I asked him to go uh, way back. <laughs> and that's that's not him at all. Here, here we go. It's like this. So can you tell me what in your life, maybe where you grew up or food you've eaten through your life inspired you to, to start a restaurant like this? Well, it's a long story. My great-grandmother used to be a caterer in, in a little town north of Mexico City. And what she would do, she would bring her family members to prepare for wedding events and baptisms and things of the like. And back then there were no telephones or phones, the only way that they would know that something was happening was that somebody was going to get married in the beginning of the summer or by the full moon of such a month. And so people would start arriving like a week in advance. And so there would have to be people in, in charge of 
preparing foods and meals. So the weddings lasted, or baptism lasted like about a week or two. So my, my great-grandmother had a daughter who came one time to prepare for the 16th birthday of my grandfather. And upon seeing her, he told his dad, I want to marry that woman. <laughs> so that was the beginning of the legacy of food preparers. My mother, her name, rest in peace, uh, was Celia, but her nickname was Chela. And she was the oldest of 10 children, and she helped cooking for the whole family, and the catering business tapered off. But when she met my dad, my father had parking lots in Mexico City, and he had taquerias and torta stands at every parking lot that he had. So I grew up uh, watching how they prepare the tacos and the tortas and eating. And, and I always miss that part uh, of the, the family life in Mexico, eating street uh, prepared foods. And I had spoken to my wife, uh, maybe we can do that sometime. And, and it never materialized until recently. We decided, hey, we're going to just jump with both feet and, and do it. And we decided to open a restaurant and name it after my mother, Chelas, which also means beer, and, and that's okay. a fun fact for for uh, most Mexicans. The minute they see the word Chelas, they know that it's it's a fun name because it's both a, a, a woman's nickname and it also means beer. So it's it's a play on, on words. Okay. Now, uh, with your restaurant here, that where you make the food, you're making the food you grew up with in a sense. Exactly. Um, now, I've also noticed. In Ann Arbor, we've noticed that there are food carts that are popping up. Do you think there's a movement towards that, back in that direction in a way? Oh, absolutely. The, the culture of street prepared food and, or street offer food, it's growing across the states and it's popping everywhere. Um, in D.C., Chicago, Los Angeles, many areas that are not so prone to have establishments of brick and mortar. They're prime places for food trucks and food carts. And I think that an arbor in Southeast Michigan would be a, a fertile ground for things of that, of that nature. And my wife and I have talked about that perhaps in the not too distant future we may embark into that as well with our tacos and tamales and we need to have a commissary and this restaurant is, is going to be part of that so that's our uh, not too long not too distant uh, vision to get into the downtown market and in we're pretty certain that we will be there. It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Here chatting with Adrian Iraula of Chela's, which is on the corner of Maple and Liberty, talking about tacos and tortillas and other food. And I also asked him about his uh, philosophy of food. What is it all about? 
that we eat not only affects our health, but it also affects our culture, it affects our environment, and in this environmentally conscious society, when we provide fresh ingredients and nutritionally balanced meals, we're benefiting not only ourselves, but those around us. There are plenty of establishments, God bless America, that provide fast food. And fast food is not always the healthiest. So what we decided to do was to share the, quote, fast food, unquote, of Mexico, but with a twist, which would be to make it not deep fried, we don't have deep fryers, uh, just grilling it and, and using as little sodium and as little oil as possible so that we would enhance the flavors. Our philosophy behind our food is to share the uniqueness and the, the richness of salsas and marinated meats and giving people their grains with the tortillas, giving them the veggies with the cilantro and the onion, and giving them the proteins with the, the chicken, the meat, and the flavor is there, and when people bite into it, they know that it's unique. Mm -hmm. Would you say that you have a favorite kind of food that you serve, or a favorite flavor of taco, or any such thing like that? Well, I go through faces. My, my current favorite is chicken tortas with, um, with grilled vegetables, and our bread is uh, baked locally. And true to our, our commitment to, to do local, we are buying our bread from a farm that is not too distant from here, is Wide Lotus Farms. Where is that? It's uh, on Liberty Road and uh, the bread is delicious we we buy it pretty much every day our tortillas are fresh every day and i have heard people leaving a restaurant and saying oh that tasted really fresh and that makes me feel very happy because people know when when something is fresh prepared and and at the end of the day we don't store anything pretty much we we sell out many times, and that may be good and bad, because if we sell out, then we don't have more to sell, but then everything that, that is going to be sold the next day is going to be fresh. Mm -hmm. and, and people know, know the difference, and uh, we get a lot of superlatives from people. The vast majority of the people are learning new types of flavors and new types of meals, typically. Uh, 50% of the people have, have had this type of food and they eat it and then they enjoy it. But a lot of our new customers have never seen a torta, have never had a taco al pastor, have never had chorizo. And when they come in, they really don't know what they're gonna get. And, and they try it and they go, wow, this is good. And, and that makes me feel really good. It makes it worthwhile to put all the long hours to be here and, and help prepare the food and manage the restaurant. Sounds like some happy customers there. That's actually music from Supergrass. The song is called Coffee in the Pot. And we're visiting with Chelas. Chelas with tacos and tortas and other kinds of food there. With Adrian Iraula. 
He and his wife, Lori, have started cellas on Maple and Liberty. And I asked him, they've got dishes right now, of course. What kind of dishes are they going to have in the future? And, well, when I asked him that, he had some good thoughts on educating people about food. The variety has just begun. There are so many desserts, guisados, which are dishes that are served in a sort of fast food fashion that we will be sharing with people. And we didn't want to do too much too soon because we may overwhelm some people. Many of our clients don't know what the tamal is. And I'm not saying this in any disparaging way whatsoever, but some people try to eat tamales with the husk still on, and that's how we serve it, and they didn't know that, that they were not supposed to eat it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they don't know what chorizo is, and when they don't know what pastor is, we need to let them know. I have seen many people pour the hot salsa right on the, the taco or tamale, and they render it unedible. Yeah. And you need to let them know, hot salsas are like salt. You put a little bit at a time, and then once you find your level of comfort, then you have more or less. So if we introduce too much or too many dishes, some people may not like them. And again, we still have people asking us for hard shells and ground beef. and It's going to be a while to break the notion of Mexican fast food. This is truly authentic Mexican fast food. And all the Hispanic people that come to a restaurant, people from Argentina, Chile, Honduras, uh, many parts of Mexico, and many people that have lived in, in the southern states, Texas, California, etc. They come in and they are just so happy and so thrilled that they finally found us and we have had people from Colorado or Texas there was a lady earlier today here that lived in Los Angeles that says oh my goodness this tamales this is what I've been looking for for the last 10 years where have you been and they finally find uh, find the flavors and it is very rewarding for us to to do it so in the in the future regarding foods we're going to expand our tamale repertoire we're going to have more of the sweet tamales. We're going to introduce atole, which is a corn-based beverage. And we will provide specials on weekends, like pozole. Uh, we're going to have other meals that are very flavorful, delicious. But we're going to do it a little bit at a time so that people get used to them and then, and then get to enjoy them. We are very blessed to be in such a knowledgeable community. We could not fake people that we were authentic (laughs) if we tried, because there are so many food connoisseurs that come to a restaurant and they tell us, oh, this is the real thing, and uh, we we know, yes, you you can taste it. You can can spot a fake a mouth away. Thank you, Adrian Iraula, talking about his restaurant, Chela's, which he owns with his wife, Lori. That's over on Maple and Liberty. They're going to open one over on Ellsworth and Stone School. And they were talking about the possibility of a mobile presence near downtown. Now, tacos, tortas, tamales, 
tortillas, all those wonderful tea words, brought me in a real taco mood, and so I went to Darcy's Cart at Mark's Carts behind downtown Home and Garden for a taco. Well, they serve, speaking of mobile carts, they've got one, and they serve a grilled whitefish taco. <sighs> so it's got whitefish, a seasonal slaw, a creamy chipotle garlic sauce, and cilantro on a soft flour tortilla that's grilled a little bit, so it has a little bit of firmness. And Darcy's carts have kind of a nice sort of manifesto on the side of the cart. And among other things, they say the white fish comes from Lake Huron, and it's fished by the Bayport Fish Company. And the flour tortilla comes from La Jalaciense Tortilla Factory in the Mexican town neighborhood of Detroit. And so here we have uh, Chela's, and we have Darcy's cart, making tacos, among other things. There's also just around the corner from Chela's is Taco King that opened this year that's over on Liberty. And there's Tomas Taqueria, which is in the strip mall on Packard and Platt. So many tacos, so little time, and all of them trying to find a delicious place to put food into. And what better place than a tortilla on a little taco? Now, I'm not anti-crunch. I mean, crunchy is fun and ground beef is fun, but it's neat to see all kinds of tacos turning up. Tacos turning up in town. Tacos, tortillas, and tortas turning up in town. Maybe we'll appreciate tacos more because, you know... Okay, see, here's the thing. When you're looking for songs about tacos, which is what I do for this show, I didn't find any serious songs about tacos. I didn't find any songs that really reflected the majesty of the little lowly taco. This is about the closest I could get. It's not very majestic, but it's kind of funny. This is Burritos versus Tacos. It's by Andrew Wong, who does a blog called Songs to Wear Pants To. He does songs for hire. I think he's migrated over to YouTube now, but he did this one. Um, I'll stand, I'll rise for this uh, touching song about burritos and tacos to the tune of The Distance by Cake. This war was fought in a trench Yet there were no Germans and there were no French Triggers were pulled, tacos fell to the floor Yet both armies raged for more war Burritos marched on in camouflage gear The tacos regrouped and trembled in fear They all wished they were home in their apartments Only one survived the coming bombardment It's an army of tacos It's an army at war with an army of burritos, you don't know what's in store. So they're fighting and fighting and making it hurt. So many of them, you won't approve your dessert. It's burritos versus tacos. Artillery. The tacos scattered, they panicked and fled But it was no use, soon enough they were dead A whole army was down, except for one man Bravely he said, my name is Sam He pulled out the minigun and squeezed on the trigger Many burritos died, the taco army got bigger It's an army of tacos It's an army at war With an army of burritos You don't know what's in store so they're fighting and fighting and making it hurt So many of them, you don't have room for dessert It's burritos versus tacos Yes, they're fighting and fighting 
tacos were winners, and um, everyone ate salad with bear claws. But not like real bear claws, more just like those salad grippers. And everyone lived happily ever after. The end. Yeah. See what I mean? Yeah. There really aren't any dignified songs about tacos. I tried. That's the best I could do. That's Andrew Wong from his website, Songs to Wear Pants Too. And coming up in about five music, Arwell, five music, Arwell will help us to face the minute. I need to English speak, not two word put together. I need to, Arwolf will help us to face the music in five minutes. That's what I'm trying to say. But a quick history of tacos now. Uh, a Spanish soldier who came with Hernan Cortez to the New World wrote an intriguing and detailed chronicle called A True History of the Conquest of New Spain. He also chronicled the lavish feasts that were held. This is from an article by Sophie Avernin called Tackling the Taco. The first taco bash in the history of New Spain was documented by none other than Bernal Diaz del Castillo. Hernan Cortez organized this memorable, memorable banquet for his captains with pigs brought all the way from Cuba. It would, however, be a mistake to think that Cortez invented the taco, since anthropologists have discovered evidence that inhabitants of the lake region of the Valley of Mexico ate tacos filled with small fish, and the fish were replaced, though, by small live insects and ants in the states of Morelos and Guerrero, I hope I pronounced that okay, while locusts and snails were favorite fillings in Puebla and Oaxaca. Maybe we'll be seeing those in Ann Arbor soon. So many tacos, an army of tacos, so little time. Thank you for tuning into Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike for a while. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, and we're going to end with a song of some dignity. This isn't I, the burritos win in this one. This is by the Flying Burrito Brothers. This is Hot Burrito Number One. Thank you, Graham Parsons. He wrote this song and sings it. His group, the Flying Burrito, Bro- Burrito Brothers, dignified and yet has nothing to do specifically with burritos. Please enjoy. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor.
Was that really the Flying Burrito Brothers? Was it? Yeah. Graham Parsons. Huh. From the Graham Parsons archives. It's 7 o'clock. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Also streaming at www.wcbn.org. Locally with the old-fashioned radio receiver. We're at 88.3 megahertz. And we are the voice of the underground intellectual resistance movement broadcasting from the University of Michigan, student-run experimental radio. And we've got lots of community involvement to keep it real. I'd like to open up Face the Music this evening with a recording made in 1945 of the Blue Donnub Waltz. This is being performed as a stride piano interpretation by Cass Tech graduate and Fats Waller devotee Pat Flowers. Let's face the music. Let's go. (laughs) 